This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. I'm here with my friend, Ben Gingrich, and we're hashing out the topic of rest. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you, Ben. I'm excited to do this. And So, uh, we're going in back into this idea of rest. Last week, we left... I, don't, I won't say we left off, but we started getting into this idea of selfless rest. And as you and I continue to talk about it and flesh it out in our own studies, and then together... We just recognize there's more to go with that because it is actually a foundational to this idea of yeah, rest. It's so big. It's it's very, very large when you look right. at it all. That selflessness is the actual key to rest, at least a huge facet of it. Um, and that when our, and there's going to be a little bit of review, that when our lives are perfectly focused on the Lord, as Christians, when our eyes are fo- perfectly focused on the Lord, how he'd have us serve him and serve others and love towards him and love towards others, we have rest. He brings rest into us because we're not caring about ourselves. When our eyes, as Christians, are our own eyes looking at the world, that's when we become lost. That's when we lose rest and we become burdened and carried away with various things that seek to bring heaviness and unrest to our minds. Um, so when Ben and I talking, we decided we're going to just discuss, it's a fairly common passage, none of you will be surprised by it, but it's a pretty golden uh, portion of Scripture, and it's Matthew 14, 22 to about 33. Um, and Ben, how about... How about you read the first part and stop where you feel like stopping, and then I'll read the second part. I think that'll kind of mix it up a little bit. Okay, yeah. So I'll go ahead and uh, read the beginning here till um, just about till Jesus comes to the boat there and talks with okay. them a little bit. So it says, uh, starting verse 22, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent them while he sent the multitudes away. <clears throat> and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And actually, now I'm thinking about it. Um, you have some good thoughts on that, just as far as the spending time there. You're right. Um, so, in my own meditation this week, uh, we've been talking about the various ways that you and I experience rest, and a lot of it's similar, and some of it's different, um, and just different personalities, which yeah, is expected for sure. But we both came down to this i to this core. Um, theme that true rest is found in searching the Lord in your own time, in your own space, in a quietness of atmosphere, and kind of alone, like no distractions from the outside world. It's a personal communion and union with our Lord and Savior, and that's 
functions as a wholeness of rest. It covers every area. Um, and so I was looking at this week, I was looking at what does Jesus do for that? And he, when he gets done talking with the multitudes, he goes up, he sends everybody away, his disciples, the multitudes, and he goes off by himself up into the mountains and he prays, he seeks his father. And we can only imagine what he was seeking the father on, but I imagine he was coming to this place of surrender and orienting. I like any of us as Christians are called in scripture to be in surrender and obedience. He's refreshing his relationship with his father and seeking clarity. And Jesus never, it's just, it's kind of interesting to think about because Jesus never left that as a man or as God, but he still needed that refreshment. He still needed that rest from talking and preaching to the multitudes from discipling his disciples he needed to go back to that aloneness with the lord and that is in my own walk the way that i majorly feel rest is i need to be in some place alone to the lord i know the most restful season of my life happens to be hunting season which is interesting because 90 percent of it isn't hunting the animal it's sitting quietly in a quiet place just thinking and praying and reflecting on things and for me i've tried to orient that majorly around the lord and i i was reflecting on that today and it's like wow that's actually the most peaceful time i'm doing i'm not only am i doing something that i enjoy doing but it's in that fullness of quietness before the lord and that's restful so anyway jesus does that it seems mountains are his place of rest he's always up on a mountain he's going to talk with his disciples on a mountain so anyway that's what we were discussing is he in this passage he's just gone up and had this moment of rest and prayer and reunion with the lord and now moving in through the passage we get to see what outflows from that rest yeah yeah just kind of think about what you're saying there it's interesting between the between the three of i guess three of us i guess you could say but it's just a lot about creation just Mm -hmm. about being in god's creation because mine is it's uh right along those lines as far as being out in God's creation by yourself with him, um, just through different facets. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's really interesting. So moving on here um, with the verses, it says, Now when evening came, <clears throat> he was alone there. Then the boat was now in the middle of the sea because he's he sent them off here. And so they're now in the middle of the sea. And they are, um, their, their boat is being tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. It was, a, it was blowing a lot of wind there and the waves were pretty crazy. And it says now in the fourth watch, which I believe is about three o'clock to six o'clock in the morning. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to look it up and I just didn't do it. So Yeah, yeah. So, so real, real early in the morning, it was, uh, it says the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. He just went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, kind of would make sense in our own lives there, or right. if you didn't really know what you're looking at. Uh, and they're saying, you know, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. I love it how Jesus like instantly reaffirmed them. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think about that kind of in our spiritual lives, about how when 
when we're walking, I don't know, you've had those times where you're praying about something and kind of in the situation, the Lord kind of reaffirms that it's like that door obviously did not open by itself. That was, that was something that God was directing me towards. Those, those opportunities, those situations are very cool. Mm -hmm. And I think it's another way of looking at it is often we can be afraid of what Jesus is doing. The, like where Jesus is at, we can be afraid of that. Like the things that Jesus is doing, we can be afraid of Jesus is a way of looking at it. We don't see that Jesus is in that situation and we can be like, whoa, I don't want nothing to do with that when that's exactly where we need to be. And so Jesus, mm-hmm. if we have the eyes to see it, can step in and say, be of good cheer. This is where I want you to be. This is me. This is my spirit. And you can you can have rest in that. Um is another yeah. way of looking at that affirmation. Yeah, that's that's really really cool. Which actually, I think, well, we'll we'll look on here. But Peter has a really interesting uh, way of approaching Jesus' statement. There, we'll see if we actually get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he, Jesus, said, Come, and. So I'll I'll just finish up there if you want to. You can keep reading mm-hmm. there, and we'll discuss that. I did want to bounce up. I had another note on in verse 23. It talks about when evening ca- came, he was alone there. And I looked up that word alone, and it means apart. apart. I, now, this, is, this could be a different word for alone now that I think about it, but Anyway, I think it's going to be the same. But the Greek word is katamonos, which is apart, alone. And that Jesus was, that aloneness is an apartness, a set-apartness. He was in a set-apart place. I thought that was, that's the only note I had. Um, it's interesting, set-apart, kind of like set-apart to the Lord. Right, he had, comes he had purposefully set himself apart from something, or a separatedness from the world, is how I was interpreting that. So going back to verse 29. So he said, so Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying truly you are the son of god um and ben you had thoughts of this and i had thoughts of this we kind of came at similar ends just with different ways of looking at it do you want to kind of fill in on what you were thinking yeah yeah a little bit it's interesting so i had there was another verse that correlated with this that had um, been running through my mind a lot this mm-hmm. morning and I'll just uh, read it here quick, just because it was it was something that stuck out to me, and I, c- I couldn't quite figure out why, but I knew it had to do something with with rest. And it's in Isaiah twenty six three, and it says, "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee." And I was looking at that, and I just thought it was so interesting how the kind of the word the word peace is very similar to the word rest and really in the in the hebrew word the part of the one of the descriptive words of it of that hebrew word is rest 
and you know whether it's peace or rest perfect peace or rest both um would would apply but the idea of those who keep their mind steady and focused on the lord that is what he's going to do for them he's going to give them that rest that peace if they keep their mind focused on him and that's mm-hmm. where a little bit where uh my thoughts on this these verses came from and looking at how peter when he 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 kind of that way he approaches it he's like kind of does something bold he's like if you you know if you are jesus you know if tell me to come out onto the water to you that's a pretty definite sign mm-hmm. and so when he goes out he he's he's out on the water and he has his focus on jesus his focus is right there he's he's looking at jesus coming across the water and there's waves everywhere there's um, there's, it's, it's just crazy. Probably the boat's getting, uh, swamped a little bit, but he's walking on the water and he's able to do it. He, he's able to do it when his focus is on Jesus. He is, he's able to have, I see it as kind of peace in the co- or mm-hmm. peace in the storm, peace amongst all the waves. And just kind of a little bit of analogy towards life, our, our ways of life. And I know this it, illustration gets used, uh, fair amount, but which is okay because it's such a yes. I mean, it is. I need to be reminded of it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I love the the focus when the mm-hmm. focus was there, when his mind was focused on Christ, he was able to have that peace in the middle of the storm, and he was literally able to walk over, walk over top of those um, distractions. And the the different problems that per se could have arisen mm-hmm. from the from a natural man's standpoint apart from apart from Christ, mm-hmm. and so as long as he had that focus on Christ, he was able to he was able to walk on the water. But it was when he turned right his head and he looked at those and kind of realized he gave them space in his mind. That's when he fell. Mm-hmm. But that was that's a little bit of there. Yeah, yeah, I think. That is so cool. And um and I love the time of you see Jesus coming out of rest and he is he's at perfect rest. He's walking on top of the waves. His he's carefree and which is I don't even we say the word carefree like I am carefree right now. And none of us really are. Like we always are being bombarded with something. But Jesus is. He has no cares other than the will of his father, and he is in harmony because he knows what his father's will is. He knows that he can walk on the waves of the sea and they can't do anything to him because he hasn't accomplished what the Lord has for him yet. And that's the confidence we can have too, that we are safe within the Lord's hands if we are walking, when we are walking in his will, because it's his will. He is going to use us as he sees fit. And so there's nothing that can harm us until he allows it to harm us, if he ever allows something to harm us. And so that, you see Jesus walking in that, that he's not afraid of the, the storm, and he's just walking. out. Another thing that is interesting to think about, and I learned this from, this isn't my original thought, but in Hebraic culture, water was viewed as chaos. It was I believe it was like a separation between 
the gates of Sheol is how they they view their hell. Um, and so this idea of it was just it was kind of a scary thing. You didn't really want to be too much around the water. Um, and so Peter stepping out in the water was kind of a was a huge step of faith for him because he's stepping out on the chaos. And when Jesus calms that after after Peter sank into the chaos, after all of that, you know, and Jesus picks him back up out of the chaos, just like he does in our own lives when we lose focus and lose rest. That we're talking about rest, but you will there will be times in life where you lose rest and you begin to slide down into the waves of chaos, into the waves of life's burdens. But we can call out to the Lord even when we don't fully understand how to seek his rest and he will pull us up by the hand and lead us back to the boat and get into it and calm the sea. But in this passage, uh, he calms the sea and they worship him. And what and other where it talks about in other places in the, the gospels, they were amazed because he was calming the chaos, this thing that they viewed as of spiritual significance to um, something just more than the natural storm. This was like a, it's of the spiritual storm to them too. Uh, he was Lord of that. He was Lord of that spiritual chaos and calming it, that water, and also of the natural. So it was like this double whammy of who Jesus was and the confidence and to us, that's a testimony of the confidence we can have in our Lord. He is Lord over the natural, he's Lord over the emotional, and he's Lord over the spiritual. And we can have that confidence. Um, I think in conclusion, we're going to make this part one to a part two, because there's more There's more I want to flesh out of this passage, because it's so rich. Um, and going back to what you talked about, keeping our eyes focused on Christ, I want to talk more in depth about that too so i think we're going to wrap up right here and then next week we'll have a part two on this and i'm pretty excited for part two because i think it really takes some of the stuff and creates a sweet hammer blow out of it and just like smashes the unrest we could might experience in the enemy if we keep our eyes fixed on jesus so thank you all for listening this week um i hope it was encouraging to you and both Ben and I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today. Thank you.